This is September 11th. As we start our Y'all Show today, we remember the sad day that it was 18 years ago. Can y'all believe that? 18 years ago, one of the darkest days in our nation's history, and we'll never forget September 11th, 2001. We remember the victims in Virginia, there at the Pentagon, and those brave heroes who died in the plane crash in Pennsylvania, and of course, those lost souls in New York City. What a tough day, but we've been fighting since that time in Afghanistan, and a lot of great Americans have lost their lives in the effort to secure freedom here in this country and around the world. And we thank all of those heroes who are both deceased and those who are still with us, thankfully. All right, this is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. I'm John Rawl, and although it is September 11th, we have to press on with another episode of Y'all. And we certainly thank our heroes from those days many years ago and those who continue to be heroes. Thank you for your service. On today's Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent, we'll take a look at headlines from across the Southeast. It looks like President Trump is not having the best of days today based on what happened in North Carolina on Tuesday. We'll let you know why in just a few minutes. We'll also have other headlines from across the nation to get to. And then later this hour, hour one of Y'all, we will have a preview of what all's on the pages of Y'all.com this very week. Go on there and learn so much and, and participate. There's some very good interactive stuff for you to do at y'all.com. All you got to do is log on. It's free of charge. We don't charge a quarter. There ain't no quarter slot that you got to stick a quarter into or a dollar or even more. It's free of charge. Y'all.com. Check it out. And we'll be telling you all kind of fun stuff on the pages of y'all.com when we have that spot a little bit later this hour. And then toward the end of the hour, we're our, our friend, our good friend, Jonathan Lifeite is going to be dropping by. We'll have the ACC report with Jonathan, and I am looking forward to the Jonathan versus John Rawl Bowl that's happening this Saturday on the flats in Atlanta. We'll tell you about that, but we'll also walk through the entire lineup of ACC scheduled, the, the games for this weekend. Clemson puts its uh, gear in the plane and heads up to New York State. They got a game at Syracuse this weekend, a place the last time they were at did not work out too well for Dabo Sweeney's bunch. So we'll let you know about all the games and also any of the other news, including what's going on with the Florida State Seminoles, all that in our ACC report coming up at the end of this hour. When we go over into the second hour of today's Y'all Show, we'll get it going with hashtag hullabaloo. And as I was promised on Monday, we'll tell you about a Cheerwine-infused barbecue sauce. And if you like barbecue, that's one thing. But if you want to do something a little bit different and something really cool and definitely cool in Carolina, you need to check out North Carolina's own Cheerwine soft drink in a barbecue sauce. And we'll let you, we found a recipe. We'll let you know about it. Thanks to Cheerwine for letting us know about this option. All that coming up in our hashtag hullabaloo today, plus a bunch more good stuff that you'll find there. And then we, we're not going to end today's show, this being the midweek edition of the show, without a visit to Nashville and our friend Precious Harris. And I understand that on Tuesday, she was at a memorial service for one of my great singing heroes, Perhaps one of your heroes as well. He died earlier this year, but they had a memorial service on Tuesday, and that's for Earl Thomas Conley. And I'll find out what happened there 
at this memorial service when we visit with Precious. I know there were a lot of celebrities like Blake Shelton, I think, attended this thing on Tuesday in Nashville. We'll find out from Precious what all happened there as we remembered the life of ETC, who had so many number one hits back in the 1980s. It was amazing the amount of songs he had in the hits. So we'll tell you about that and what else is going on in country music. All that in our Nashville Music Line report later this hour. And before I forget, boy, we have great shows coming the rest of the week in addition to today. Make sure you tune in on the Thursday Y'all Show. We're going to be going to Mayberry, literally going to Mayberry, Mount Mount Airy, North Carolina is where you'll find the Andy Griffith Museum. And we'll have a representative of that of that museum, Abigail Linville, join us on the Thursday, y'all, as Mount Airy is getting ready to celebrate in just a couple of days, Mayberry Days. That's a festival that people come from all over the world to attend, and you'll get the inside scoop on Mayberry Days with Abigail on the Thursday, y'all. And that's not all. Coming up also on the Thursday, y'all show, we'll have our SEC report, and we're going to go to Charlotte, North Carolina, and Peter Burns of the SEC Network will be on with us. Peter is a native of Louisiana. It's been a long time in Texas, I think, and he's going to come on and let us know what's going to happen this weekend in the Southeastern Conference as you've got some good games going on. Alabama's at South Carolina, for example, this weekend. And we'll get Peter Burns' take. He, I know he has a morning show on the SEC Network, but you see him there on game days, and you'll see him working alongside some of the great coaches of your, like Gene Chizik of Auburn fame. And it's always fun to, to see him. And now you'll get to hear from him on the Y'all Show. Peter Burns, our special guest on the Thursday Y'all Show. And don't forget, speaking of football and more, on Friday, it's the Y'all Kickoff Show, where this show kind of morphs into a two-hour college football preview show. And we'll have some great stuff mixed in there. And General Gridiron will make his heroic return on Friday's Y'all Kickoff Show. General Gridiron, who was 9-1 and one with his picks in Week 1, not quite as good in week two, but he did pretty darn well. Again, we'll put General Gridiron up against any of the experts that pick football games because he's got one heck of a track record. <laughs> and you'll get to hear the week three picks of General Gridiron on the Friday y'all kickoff, plus all the other fun stuff getting you ready for kickoff come Saturday. So that that's a full lineup of fun, is it not? And if you want to be a part of our show or weigh in with a question or a comment, our number is 803-816-1170. That number is available for you to call 24-7 with a call or text. 803-816-1170. And as we start today's show again, it is September 11th and President Trump is going to have an observance at the Pentagon, and Vice President Mike Pence is to speak at, at the site of the Shanksville, Pennsylvania plane crash, the third attack site from that awful day in 2001. And again, this is the 18th anniversary of the September 11th attack. So let's keep that in mind throughout the day. Let's not forget, this is a day that some of you, you may not have even been born in 2001. But for those of us who were alive and very aware of where we were and what happened there on that day, let's never forget as we remember September 11th. And we've got a special song from that time period that we'll play coming back from the next break from Alan Jackson. And it's a a very fitting song here on this day. Now, speaking of President Trump, let's go back to the whole President Trump, Hurricane Dorian and the NOAA feud that's going on, as it appears that the head of the NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, 
has defended President Donald Trump's administration this week as he thanked forecasters who contradicted the president's claims about Hurricane Dorian threatening Alabama. As he was speaking to a meteorology group, the acting administrator of the NOAA, Neil Jacobs, said that a NOAA statement issued Friday that criticized the Birmingham Area National Weather Service after it disagreed with President Trump was meant to clarify technical aspects about Dorian's potential impact. And what Jacob said is what it did not say, however, was that we understood and fully support the good intent of the Birmingham Weather Forecast Office, which was to calm fears and support of public safety. All right. And Jacobs is a career meteorologist, not a politician. All right. So <laughs> definitely some problems going on in the NOAA, not exactly the most political of organizations, but President Trump continuing on and I guess maybe the NOAA will continue on with more. And then uh, somebody in Birmingham with that office there, I'm sure, has called a lot of a lot of grief over their tweet. Whether it was true or not, it still seemed to counter President Trump. And that's not necessarily the best if you want to stay in the shadows, as the NOAA often does, except when there is a time for it, like a hurricane that's coming forward now to north carolina to newport we go and a woman there 56 year old victoria thomas Freybutt there in newport is accused of cutting off her husband's penis the original or i guess the sequel to bobbit and 61 year old james frobbit told the carteret county authorities that his wife tied him up and pulled out a knife early on tuesday morning and Mr. Fragment was taken to the hospital in Greenville, North Carolina, where his condition is unknown. Deputies were unable, or were rather, were able to recover the body part, put it on ice, and gave it to medical personnel. A motive for the castration is unclear. And the woman's been charged with kidnapping and malicious castration. In jail now on a $100,000 bond and a court hearing scheduled for today. Yikes, what a not-so-happy story here today coming out of eastern North Carolina with this woman accused, the wife accused of tying up and then castrating her husband there in the old North State. Sad news from North Mississippi near Walnut. A school bus driver has died and eight children have injuries after the school bus that they were on rolled over in Benton County. Mississippi Highway Patrol tells news outlets that the bus driver actually died in the Tuesday morning incident with the bus ending up on its side in a ditch. The driver, 63-year-old Chester Cole, likely suffered a medical emergency. I think I saw somewhere where one outlet reported that he had had a heart attack as he appeared to clutch his chest and slumped over in the seat before the crash. The injured children were taken to Labonner Children's Hospital in Memphis. The hospital said four are in serious condition. Four others are being released. Troopers say no other vehicles were involved in the wreck on U.S. Highway 72 west of Walnut, again in Benton County in North Mississippi. It was election day in the state of North Carolina on Tuesday, at least for a couple of congressional districts that had special elections and what looked like could be a tough day for President Trump as early on the Democrat was leading in House 3 in the special election there. But the Republican Party, they prevailed in both special elections in North Carolina on Tuesday, winning House 9 and U.S. House Race 3. And President Trump praised Republican State Senator Dan Bishop for his win over Democrat Dan McCready in this 9th Congressional District. This was the race that happened back in 2018, and then it never got 
it, it was never recognized as official because of some real shenanigans that were happening in the vote counting there in that area of North Carolina. And President Trump went on Twitter after the victory Tuesday night to say, Dan Bishop was down 17 points three weeks ago. He then asked me for help. We changed his strategy together, and he ran a great race. Big rally last night. He's talking about on Monday night in Fayetteville. And now it looks like he's going to win that from President Trump. And sure enough, Bishop, the comeback kid, as he wins there over McCready, big time, with well i mean he won by a couple percentage points which early on in this race it looked like he might lose to the democrat and then in house three murphy with a commanding lead over 60 percent of the vote in his house three special election but the republicans hold on in north carolina to both of these congressional races and the special elections work out good for the red guys in the state of north carolina on tuesday Speaking of politics, a name from the past, if you were around in 2017, John Ossoff, who ran for Congress there in the suburbs north of Atlanta and lost to Karen Handel, although very, very close loss to him, to that he suffered there in the seat that Dr. Carter abandoned, to, or rather Dr. Price, Tom Price, remember he had been a longtime congressman in that same Congress congressional district north of Atlanta. We're talking about Alpharetta area. And he left to go be part of the president's administration when it first started in 2017. They had the special election, and Ossoff lost to Karen Handel. Well, now that district is back in Democratic control because the Democrat beat Handel in the 2018 election. And now John Ossoff, the kind of young guy who got tons of publicity when he ran for this congressional seat in 2017, well, it appears he's going to run for U.S. Senate in Georgia as he announced Monday night that he's going to be running in the state of Georgia. Ossoff is only 32 years old, and he becomes the fourth Democrat to challenge David Perdue in this seat that Perdue currently holds. Remember the other seat for Georgia, the one that Sonny, that Isaacson currently holds, Johnny Isaacson, is up for grabs too as Isaacson is going to be stepping down from the Senate at the end of the year. And David Perdue is going to have at least one young challenger in Ossoff, but several more likely to go. And we'll find out if John Ossoff, if the attention that he got back in 2017 holds over when he runs for this statewide deal running for the Georgia Senate seat in 2020. More Senate news, this time from the Volunteer State. The former ambassador to Japan, Bill Haggerty, has officially filed to run for the U.S. Senate seat that Lamar Alexander is going to vacate. And Haggerty is a 59-year-old Republican. And the news that he comes and news coming that he's going to be running comes two months after President Trump announced in a tweet that Haggerty would join the state's most competitive 2020 contest with the position being vacated by Lamar Alexander. And we'll find out if he's able to get that seat. Haggerty has served in a number of executive positions, ranging from chief financial officer to chairman and chief executive officer. He's also founded his own private equity and investment firm. Another one of the candidates running is a trauma surgeon in Tennessee, Manny Sithy. He's filed to run for the open Republican seat. But you got a lot of people there. Two others I know on the Republican side running for the U.S. Senate seat in the state of Tennessee in 2020. I'm not aware of any Democrats at this point. If you happen to know any Democrats that have officially announced, please hit us up, y'all show at y'all.com or text us 803-816-1170. But of the states of the South that are pretty darn red, that are pretty solid for Republicans, 
I would have to say Tennessee just might be the most Republican of all the southern states. You take away Memphis, and it's 100% red for the most part. And Nashville's got some blue. But other than that, the volunteer state's pretty darn very bright red and not much purple involved in the volunteer state. Now, a friend of President Trump is Liberty Falwell President Jerry Falwell Jr. And Liberty University out of Lynchburg, Virginia, has been in the news the last couple of days. And now the president of that campus, the son of the former reverend who started Liberty back in the early 70s, Jerry Falwell Jr., now the current president of Liberty, He's asking the FBI to investigate what he called a criminal smear campaign orchestrated against him by several disgruntled former board members and employees. He's asked the Associated Press that he's asked them and told them that he has evidence that the group improperly shared emails belonging to the university with reporters in an attempt to discredit him. He said the attempted coup was partially motivated by his backing of President Donald Trump. Remember, he would fly on the plane with President Trump when President Trump was going places like Iowa back in 2016. And we'll find out if there's anything to it. But I have seen a lot of nasty things coming out about Liberty University the last couple of days. And this had nothing to do with the Flames football coach, Hugh Freeze, who's had his own problems and kind of scary problems having not even been able to coach, I don't think, the last two games, at least on the sideline. And, in fact, Liberty founded in 1971, and it was founded with 154 students way back in 71. And now it boasts an enrollment of more than 100,000 students. Of course, a lot of those are online students. But Liberty trying to get out of the news for the for the wrong reasons these days and jerry falwell jr who is a lawyer by trade he got a law degree from the university of virginia perhaps he can make that change happen let's go to a story from lake eufaula right on the alabama georgia line and in quitman county georgia where lake eufaula happens to be a fisherman there has broken the state of georgia's record with an alligator catch a 14 foot alligator hauled in by Derek snelson who was fishing on lake eufaula in quitman county when the alligator latched onto his pole he says he didn't even realize however how massive the reptile was until he and five count them up five other fishermen had to wrangle it on to the boat and he says it was just in unbelievable and he couldn't describe it and the previous record for the largest alligator caught in georgia was a 13 foot monster that was caught back in 2013 the georgia hunting season for alligators runs from august to october this year according to the state's department of natural resources but what a massive massive gator 14 foot there at lake eufaula right on the alabama line in a lovely place there on lake eufaula all right our last story here before we switch over to the y'all.com stories to tell you about after the break a woman in florida now faces a lifetime ban from disney world this after getting into a fight over cigarettes where's jeff foxworthy when you need him Yes, this woman, Ellen McMillan of Brandon, Florida, was arrested and charged with third-degree felony battery and misdemeanor disorderly intoxication. God, I never would have guessed that. After Miss McMillan tried to slap a taxi driver and kicked a deputy sheriff at the park and now facing this lifetime ban from Disney World after becoming violent outside the park's Hollywood studios. And all this happened because she couldn't find cigarettes. This occurred last week 
around 9 p.m. on Thursday. According to the report, the incident started when McMillan asked a taxi driver, who does not smoke, for a cigarette outside of the park. And then she became angry when he told her he did not have any cigarettes and began trying to slap him, according to the report. And McMillan was slurring her words and smelled like alcohol. (laughs) And according to the report, she also verbally stated she was drunk multiple times. Hey, give her credit for that. She demanded a cigarette multiple times and stated that she was not going to speak to deputies until she got a cigarette. McMillan was still yelling profanities as multiple adults and children walked by. Again, this was at Disney World. Oh, gosh, it banned her. Not only from Disney World and Hollywood Studios, you need to ban her from Florida and the South. What a absolute knucklehead. She was arrested, and as she was arrested, she reportedly kicked another deputy in the leg at least twice as they were taking her to the patrol car, taken to the Orange County Jail. And according to Disney, a security representative asked that she be banned from all Walt Disney World properties. Well, good Lord, yes. Even the ones in California, even the ones there in Europe, for goodness sakes, keep her away. Oh, Miss 53-year-old Ellen McMillan of Brandon, Florida. Ah, This is what alcohol can do, and maybe this is what cigarettes can do. She must have got a, a really bad batch of Marlboro Lights whenever she went to the grocery store or I don't even know in Florida if they sell them at the grocery store at the at the liquor store she must have been into a bad batch or something 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 not quite right with her we wish her the best and that's a look at headlines here across the south here on this Wednesday edition when we come back we've got a quick look at what's on the pages of y'all.com right now you got to go there and find out what's happening in Dixie and we'll tell you and that's coming up next Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $25 per line per month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost Super Reliable, Super Fast Network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got? Four lines for just $25 per line per month? No. Between the four lines for $25 per line per month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer ends 916.19 or while supplies last. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. One free device per line. Includes mobile optimized data. Additional terms and restrictions apply. Offers and covers not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. Where were you when the world stopped turning? That September day Were you in the yard With your wife and children Working on some stage in L.A. Did you stand there in shock At the sight of that black smoke Rising against that blue sky Did you shout out in anger And fear for your neighbor Or did you just sit down and cry Did you weep for the children who 
lost their dear loved ones Pray for the ones who don't know Did you rejoice for the people who walked from the rubble And sob for the ones left below Did you burst out with pride for the red, white and blue And the heroes who died just doing what they do Did you look up to heaven for some kind of answer And look at yourself and what really matters You know, I'll never forget the 2001 CMA Awards. Alan Jackson debuted that song, and I was so blown away with just what an unbelievable song and and the music behind that. And I know he meant well when he wrote that and and then recorded it and again debuted it back in 2001 at the Country Music Association Awards. And here on this September 11th, we will never forget. And for those of you who were alive that day and remember it, where were you when the world stopped turning? This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent with John Rawl, and we are back here. And, hey, we're part of Y'all.com here on the Y'all Show. And if you go on the Y'all.com, you'll find a amazing blend of all kinds of Southern fun. We're talking about you can go there and find out, for example, what's going on in Daytona Beach right now is they have not just NASCAR in Daytona Beach, but in the fall, they've got fall festivals aplenty at Daytona Beach in North Florida. So go there, learn about that, including some of the Biketoberfest events going on. That's October 17th through 20th in Daytona Beach. You also have the Halifax Art Festival, November 2nd and 3rd. And then in late November, you got the Greek Festival in Daytona Beach. It's the annual St. Demetrius Greek Festival taking place there in Daytona Beach, Florida. That's just one of tons of stories that you'll find we also have some great writing some great fiction some great just all kind of things we even have a story up right now controversial novel wins third literary prize i don't want to tell you about it you got to go check it out for yourself but it's all right there at y'all.com so much good stuff there we also have in the southern food and drink category at y'all.com one article that I'm really intrigued by that I need to spend some time looking at because I've got a youngster and maybe you've got youngsters or grandchildren. You need to know where to take them. And we have up on y'all.com the 50 most kid-friendly restaurants in the country. <laughs> so check it out. Is Chick-fil-A on there? What if Chick-fil-A didn't make that list, y'all? What if Chick-fil-A, which most of you are addicted to Chick-fil-A, you're, and certainly your kids are, I think they are. I'm pretty sure they're on there. But just in case... They're not. Let me tell you a few other ones just to give you a sample and some of our kid-friendly locations that are at least based in the southeast or have locations in the south, okay? One is Skull Creek Dockside Restaurant. That's on Hilton Head Island. And then in Savannah, not far from Hilton Head, you got the Pirate's House. Maybe this list doesn't have chain restaurants. Perhaps that's why Chick-fil-A is not on here, all right? Uh, I do see one chain listed here, Kobe Japanese Steakhouse. Uh, they're all over the south you can find that hard rock cafe is on here i had no idea that was a kid-friendly restaurant hard rock cafe which kind of has its roots in jackson tennessee the founder from madison county tennessee that's a kid-friendly place in case you are looking to take the little one somewhere and let's see if i got another good southern place i can tell you ackworth georgia henry's louisiana grill is a good kid-friendly restaurant according to y'all.com so that is a great place now i don't know if chick-fil-a made that list but another southern icon that i didn't see on that list but they don't need to be on that list they're doing just fine 
Except if you're in an area that is in a Waffle House desert, perhaps you live in an area where there's no Waffle House anywhere near you, well, guess what? You're in luck. If you go to y'all.com, you can read the article, Waffle House Truck Goes on Tour to Cities Without One. And sure enough, in the last couple of days, this Waffle House truck found its way to San Antonio, Texas, College Station, Texas. It was even in Oxford, Mississippi on the Courthouse Square a couple of days ago. And this truck bringing some good Waffle House grub to Southerners all over the at least portions of the South where Waffle House ain't. That's what this Waffle House truck's doing. So that that's pretty neat. That's a great story there. And again, other stories that you can find on there. Uh, we told you about some great literature. Got to give a big plug to this Jurgens Lotion, a short story. This was written and put up by Sheila White Arnold of Jackson, Tennessee. Jackson, Tennessee, in the house here with her Hard Rock Cafe and Sheila White Arnold's great article, Jurgens Lotion. And this will bring a tear to your eye. If you have a chance to check this out, it is awesome. By this retired educator, wife, and mother of two, and grandmother of six children there in Jackson, Tennessee, writing this article at y'all.com. Jurgens Lotion, a short story. Again, that's up there right now. And then one of the cool things that we'll kind of have Clark, Clark Shelton of y'all.com is going to be on with us next week. He has right now a really cool contest that you can be a part of. The Battle of the College Football Traditions. And you can learn about so much of the Southern tradition of college football and actually vote. You can start your own vote as this voting for this current round ends. Uh, let's see here. going to end Friday of this week, and then another round will start. But, yeah, you can be a part of the fun here as we have this great little contest going on, the Battle of the College Football Traditions. So that's just some of the many, many options that you can find at y'all.com. And that's why log on now, free of charge, get on the y'all.com Facebook group, like it, be a part of it, and you will be in, you'll just be up to your ears and fun and you'll want to tell everybody thanks to y'all.com. And that's what we are proud to share with you here on this Wednesday edition. We're proud to talk ACC sports. And when we come back, Jonathan Leifheit of 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports Digital is going to be with us to talk about this weekend's games of ACC versus ACC in Clemson and Syracuse case. And what else is going on in the conference? That's up next. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. When you start 2-0 and and no one saw this coming, yeah, you get your fight song played on the Y'all Show. The North Carolina Tar Heels defeating Miami in Week 2, 28-25. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. This is our ACC Spotlight on the Y'all Show. We welcome in Jonathan Leifheit of CBS Sports Digital at 247sports.com. Jonathan, welcome back. How about them heels? Well, they have uh, certainly uh, been proving me uh, drastically wrong about them. I expected them to 
to struggle and have a pretty bad year. And lo and behold, uh, they have uh, beaten two teams that nobody thought they'd beat, and they are sitting at uh, undefeated right now. So, uh, yeah, they're doing they're doing a good job up, up there. Yeah. Yeah, Mac Brown certainly seems to be uh, uh, made a big difference, um, or at least hired the right the right defensive coordinator and the right offensive coordinators. <laughs> and that's kind of important. Miami, meanwhile, sinks to zero and two on the young season. Not a good start for Manny Diaz right now. Recapping week two, if you happen to miss out on any of the ACC fun, you had Virginia stomping their in-state foe, William and Mary, fifty-two seventeen. Wake Forest went on the road and got a big win at Rice, forty-one twenty-one. The Maryland Terps demolished the ACC Syracuse Orange. Huge loss there, 63-20. The ACC Traders get the victory in that one. Pitt was able to hold on and beat Ohio 20-10. Virginia Tech got revenge in Blacksburg 31-17. NC State blanked Western Carolina 41-zip. Georgia Tech, it was a scary game there for Georgia Tech in the end, but in the end, the Jackets get their 14-10 victory. Jeff Collins first there at the Institute. The Boston College Eagles squashed the Richmond Spiders 45-13. The Duke Blue Devils won 45-13 over North Carolina A&T. Louisville got a win over Eastern Kentucky. And Jonathan, two other games of note. The Clemson Tigers looked darn good in their win over Texas A&M 24-10. And then the Florida State Seminoles got a win in overtime thanks to the kicker shanking a PAT. And the Knowles beat University of Louisiana Monroe 45-44. And you're laughing. Oh yeah, I'm laughing. Uh, it, it just have to laugh at, at the way that, that that game went. Um, you know, once again, it was a case where Florida State jumps out to a big. Uh, I believe they were up 24 to seven at the half, uh, and then they get outscored 31 to 14 in the second half. Um, and then, uh, of course, we just mentioned they go to overtime, and you know, Louisiana Monroe looks like they're going to tie it up, and then their kicker shanks it in. You know, this was not going to be a gimme for uh, for Florida State once they got to overtime. So, uh, just I, I I can't quite understand what the heck's going on with Florida State. Uh, maybe if they could put two halves of football together, maybe they'd win a game convincingly. But right now, that they they play the first half and then it seems like they just go on vacation. Jonathan, I want to get your take on something I saw on social media. Matthew McGovern is on Twitter, and he wrote Willie Taggart when Florida State fires him. His buyout clause guarantees him 85% of what's left on his $30 million contract. And I didn't go to Georgia Tech. I think that's about $25 million if that's the case. Is that true? Have you heard of that? Uh, yeah, I believe that. that's what's been making the rounds. And uh, that's, you know, that's $25, 26000000 million. You, you got, it, got it right. That's a, a lot of money. Um, and you know what? Most of the coaches have uh, – uh, buyout clauses that get them, you know, pretty close to 100 percent of what's in their what's in their contract. So this is hardly unusual. What's unusual is just how much it is. Um, you know, Florida State really paid a lot to get Taggart, um, you know, out of Oregon, and uh, now they're kind of regretting it a little bit. I think. Yeah, Willie Taggart, go back and look at what he's done as a coach over the last four years or so. Sure, he did okay at South Florida, enough to get him a job at Oregon. He didn't do that great at Oregon, and then he gets the job at Florida State all within a couple of years. And I don't know who his agent is, but uh, he's got a good one, whoever that is. (laughs) Especially when they've got to go in and look at the contract now and say, 
This is a coach whose team last week, when playing Louisiana Monroe, not exactly one of the superpowers of college football, the pride of Northeast Louisiana, which happened to be their name for many, many decades, they had a player line up for FSU's offense, and he faced the wrong direction in that game at Doak Campbell this past weekend. Jonathan, did you see that? Yeah, I've seen pictures of it, and you know, I've heard of misdirection plays, but I'm not sure that I've uh, seen... Uh, I haven't seen a player lined up and, and go in the wrong direction. I think since probably uh, in the 20s when wrong, wrong way uh, Roy Regals uh, ran one back against uh, Georgia Tech in the Rose Bowl and ended up uh, going completely the wrong way. Who was the other guy that did that? I think it was Jim Marshall for the uh, Vikings that picked up a fumble and went the wrong way. Uh, so that was just kind of crazy to see that that picture of a, of a player facing the wrong direction. Yeah. You got me stumped now. I like to know my college football history. Mr. Wrong Way in the Rose Bowl against Georgia Tech. Who who was he for? What team? Uh, He played for the Cal Bears. Ah, okay. Well, there we have it. Our college football knowledge coming from Mr. Lifehite today. Yes. Go check the image up of this FSU wide receiver. It looks like facing the wrong way. Oh, FSU's got problems aplenty. Well, we bragged on North Carolina starting 2-0. and Unfortunately, the Heels have some injuries as they've lost two key starters, two injuries, and one is out for the season. Jonathan, do you know anything more about that? Uh, just that uh, it's uh, Patrice. I, I'm not, I hope I'm saying this right. Patrice Rennie, um, he tore his uh, ACL against Miami, and he, he was a senior um, and uh, definitely uh, – um, you know, pretty key player for them. Played cornerback for them, um, and then they also uh, they also had another injury. Nick Molino, okay, um, is is also was also uh, kind of out indefinitely. Um, so we'll just have to see kind of uh, what goes on with them. All right, and at the banks of the Monongahela and Ohio, the Pitt Panthers also have some bad news on the injury front as defensive tackle Kishan Camp appears to be done for the year with a knee injury. Does that name sound familiar, Mr. Camp? Did he get a lot of play for the Panthers? Yeah, he was uh he was actually doing pretty well against the uh against the the uh, Virginia Cavaliers um and uh it looks like he's going to end up uh end up being gone for the year for them. All right. Well, this week, the Duke Blue Devils pack their bags and head to beautiful downtown Murfreesboro. They've got a game against the MTSU Blue Raiders, and David Cutcliffe and crew hope to keep a win streak going to say that they have that coming up. Now, last time they packed their bags and headed west, they lost at Atlanta to Alabama. No surprise there, but they rebounded last weekend and whooped up on Division One AA foe NCANT. That's a really good football team on the FCS level. And Duke now one and one. And there's a story out on newsobserver.com. That's the area newspaper that covers the heel, the, the rather the heels, the wolf pack and the devils big time. And I wanted to know if you had a chance to see that and what you thought of the article kind of evaluating David Cutcliffe's football team. Yeah. Yeah, I did see that article. Uh, kind of talked a little bit about the about the game and, and whatnot. And for those that didn't know, uh, Duke actually trailed uh, ten to seven into the second quarter before they finally turned on the juice and uh, um, had a couple skill players that kind of uh, finally turned turned up and and started playing better. Young, uh, younger younger player J- Jalen Calhoun, a freshman from uh, Greenville, South Carolina. Um, he ended up getting a uh, getting a start after uh, the, his. Uh, teammate jake bobo broke his collarbone and uh so he's he's playing better 
Um, and then as well, they've got Durant, um, who is also getting some uh, playing time, sophomore running back, um, since Britton Brown went down with uh, with an injury as well. So both of those guys um, stepped up for the Blue Devils this last weekend and, and played a lot better. Well, this is week three of ACC football, and as we turn the page to the new week, we've got Friday Night Lights, North Carolina at Wake Forest, and KU, which got beat at home last week to Coastal Carolina. They're going to be going up to Chestnut Hill for a game against the Boston College Eagles, and then our football Saturday action in the ACC. It's the Commonwealth, rather no, the Keystone Classic, it's what it's called. It's the Pitt Panthers and the Penn State Nittany Lions. This is the 100th meeting of these two this game televised on abc high noon eastern 11 central between pitt and penn state can the panthers get the victory in this one jonathan well that's probably going to be an uphill battle and their their offense hasn't looked very good and uh so i think they're going to struggle a good bit in in this one especially since that game is going to be played in happy valley all right and penn state right now ranked number 13 in the u.s of a nc state goes up to morgantown west virginia is really having a tough go of it they got manhandled last week at mizzou and this is a game that kicks off at noon eastern 11 central on fox sports one can the Wolfpack get the ACC pride and and go up there and come back with a W? Yeah, I think they can. They're they're a pretty solid team, and as you mentioned, West Virginia is a a team kind of in the middle of a transition with uh, with Neil Brown taking over after. Uh, um, oh gosh, I can't even remember his name now. That uh, uh, Dana Holgerson, Dana Holgerson yep. left and went to uh, went to Houston. Yep. Furman of the FCS, they took Georgia State way into the fourth quarter and almost pulled the upset last weekend in Atlanta. This time, the Paladins, who have a history of knocking off big teams, they'll be in Blacksburg to take on Virginia Tech. This is a game televised on the ACC Network. Another team out of the Southern Conference, the Citadel Bulldogs, will be at Atlanta to take on the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. This is the Jonathan Lifehite John Rawl Bowl going on <laughs> at Bobby Dodd Stadium between the Bulldogs, who run on the triple option, something Georgia Tech was hoping they'd never see again, Jonathan? Well, I mean, at least the fans were hoping they didn't have to see it. Well, they're going to see it on Saturday, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, they, they sure will. Go Bulldogs. Louisville will be taking Ugh. on the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Jonathan, this game's going to be in Nashville. Why are two teams from the Commonwealth of Kentucky playing in Nashville, Tennessee? I have no idea, but probably because somebody's paying them money to do it. All right. Well, this game's set for 4 Eastern, 3 Central, Music City time. Bethune-Cookman will be at Miami. Miami should get their first win of the year in this one, televised on the ACC Network. This is a mid-afternoon clash there in Miami Gardens. Duke, as we mentioned, will be in Murfreesboro. They've got MTSU in a game that's going to start at 7 Eastern, 6 Murfreesboro time. And this game is going to be, I saw it's going to be on something called stadium facebook so if you have facebook go to the stadium (laughs) facebook page and i guess you can watch it on facebook how about that i have never heard of that before so that's a new one on me yeah in fact that stadium also lists the western kentucky louisville game now there is a sort of network of television stations that carry stadium and i guess when they don't have enough options for you to watch it on tv you'll have to go to 
Facebook, not just some website, and tune in. But check it out there in Middle Tennessee's game at against Duke. It's going to be a blackout game in case you want to show up there at Floyd Stadium on Saturday evening. Syracuse has Clemson coming into the Carrier Dome. The last two in time, the last time these two got together was a big win for Syracuse two years ago. And the top-ranked Tigers head north for a game that's going to be 7.30 kick, 6.30 central on ABC. Jonathan, it's the Dabo Dino Bowl who emerges victorious here. Well, I mean, after watching Syracuse get their butts absolutely handed them to them by the turtle last weekend, I'm, I think I'm going to go with the, uh, the Clemson Tigers. <laughs> Man, what a bold prediction there for you. <laughs> Why did Syracuse get beat up so bad? Uh, they could not stop uh, Maryland's offense at all. They just, I mean, uh, Syracuse is, was, you know, reputed to have a really great uh, defensive line, but they just got their butts handed to them all over uh, the field on that, and it just just seemed like. They didn't have a defense, and and you know normally their offense does pretty well, but uh, um, T- Tommy DeVito um, they struggled against Liberty, and I think he's uh, he's I just don't think he's found his uh, found his kind of rhythm yet in that offense. You know, taking over from uh, Eric Dungy last year. Yeah. All right, last game of the ACC on Saturday features the number twenty five Virginia Cavaliers hosting that embattled Florida State Seminole Ball Club. First off, as bad as things are for Willie Taggart and Tallahassee, congratulations to Bronco Mendenhall and the Hoos. They're in the top twenty five, I think, for the first time in a couple of years. Does that sound right? Yeah, it's certainly been a while since they've been up there, and and uh, you know Bronco Bronco's done a great job there. Uh, really solid coach and and uh, really built that program uh you know kind of turned them around from where they were should be a lot of fun at scott stadium and if the who's get this they'll go on to three and oh on the season and good times there as they look to have a big state big say in the coastal division this year which is really up for grabs if that's if north carolina doesn't start losing soon remember this is a team that's already got one acc victory in their notch and now virginia looks to have one against florida state on saturday and that's your week three lineup of the acc jonathan what are some of your things you'll be tuning in this week to find what's going out on the acc network and more well, uh, first thing is uh, of note is is uh, the UNC Wake Forest game. Even though it's an ACC matchup, it's actually not a conference game. It's a non-conference game. Do Those what? two, they scheduled themselves a non-conference game because they wanted to play uh, because the ACC rotation wasn't having them play each other on a regular basis. So that's an interesting game that won't count in the ACC standings. So that's one thing. Um, I'm also just going to kind of most of the matchups are are uh, you know not terribly interesting. Um, we'll see how Pitt does against Penn State if they can at least hold their own a little bit. Uh, NC State should handle West Virginia, so those will be all. Those will be games I'll, I'll be paying attention to. And you know, if uh, Virginia can keep it close to the half against Florida State, guess what? I think they'll blow them out in the second half. I know that's a big bold prediction there as well. That Friday game, North Carolina and Wake Forest, not counting for conference standings, is it something that you're afraid might creep up more and more? Is this a good thing for college football? Um, I think it's an okay thing. I don't think it's good or bad. I, I mean, I'm glad that these two teams who, who obviously want to play more often are able to, to, to schedule it. So from that perspective, the fans want to see it. So I think it's a good thing, you know, and it's really about, you know, entertaining. Uh, so from that perspective, it's good, but you know, I, you know, kind of eliminating any of the kind of more of the regional and cross conference stuff that's, you know, makes it a little less interesting. But nonetheless, I think it's a overall, it's an all right thing. All right. Well, you're kind of a jacket type of guy. 
from the Atlantic yeah. Division. You play Clemson every year. Is there a team over there on that side that you'd love to play every year? Um, yeah, Florida State. Really? For sure. Especially right now. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough not seeing some of those, uh, some of those teams, you know, on, on a more regular basis. Uh, you know, I, and I did, did enjoy that, you know, playing Florida State some, but, uh, that's, that's one team that's over there. Um, you know, had a pretty good, uh, pretty good thing going, you know, playing, uh, uh Wake and, and, uh, NC State as well. I don't get to see them anymore either. So, you know, those are a couple of the teams that, that, you know, I kind of miss on, uh, on out of the Atlantic side. Yeah, and maybe now that the conference has expanded like it has, I know in the other conference in the South that we won't mention here on this program, I know there's cases where you'll go 15 to 16 years without going to that other side's home venue, for example. Is it yeah, like, is it like that? 12 years. 12 years? That's okay. 12 years currently. Oh, man, that's that's just too long. That is just too yeah, long. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I but, agree. But I like to see teams having a chance to schedule some of these non-conference opponents, sometimes even the cupcakes of the world, so to speak, because at least it, it allows you to have a little bit of a breather every now and then. I think that's okay. Jonathan, yep. th- thank you very much for coming on today's Y'all Show, and we look forward to finding out what happened in week three with you next week. Sounds great. You guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Jonathan Lifi, 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports Digital. Well, that wrap up the first hour of our Y'all Show. When we come back in the second hour, we'll get it going with hashtag Hullabaloo. And then we'll have some fun on Music Row, Precious Harris. She'll report on the actual memorial service held for Earl Thomas Conley on Tuesday, one of the greats of country music of the 1980s. We'll find out what happened there, plus all the other fun stuff going on in Music City, USA. That's ahead in Hour 2 of Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table... Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at vistaprint.com. Own the now. Back into the Y'all Show, the September 11th, never forget edition of Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. And we will never forget, although in today's world where it's so easy to be distracted by the dumbest things out there from the White House to right here in your own backyard, whatever's going on might distract you. This is a day we cannot forget. We can't forget December 7th. And we can't forget September 11th, two key days that need to forever be part of our nation's history and the remembrance of those two days. 
as we roll on with this y'all show we will have in just a few minutes our reporter standing by on music row in nashville tennessee precious harris will let us know what's going on in music city that's coming up you don't want to miss out on the fun and we want you to be part of our y'all fun our text number is 803-816-1170 would love to get your take on dixie we start out this hour with hash tag hullabaloo i say again hash tag hullabaloo and with this we dive all go right in the head first i mean we we not at the kiddie pool we're on the deep end we go into the deep end of social media to find some really good stuff and that's what we've done here and you can call me a lot of things by the way i'm john rawl in case you are just tuning in for the first time you can call me a lot of things you can't call me a liar and i can prove it because i told you on monday that we will push we, we had to push because we ran out of time our talk about cheer wine and barbecue we had to push it back to today wednesday and that's what we're going to do here on y'all we're going to talk about cheer wine if you don't know what cheer wine is cheer wine is this really tasty cherry flavored soft drink that you can find well if you live in the south and you have a cookout restaurant near you you'll find it at cookout but if you are in some places in the south walmart distributes cheer wine in the cans in the soft drink area then you can find it of course in east tennessee and throughout north carolina and south carolina now it's really come on strong in the last couple of years with their marketing give them a lot of credit they are they call themselves the south's unique cherry soft drink and they've been around since 1917 you probably have heard me talk about them here on the y'all show before cheer wine it's it's really it's a really good drink and we here in the south are proud of all of our good drinks we've got dr pepper is a good southern drink we have pepsi is a good southern drink born in newburn north carolina we have a a drink you probably never heard of called coca-cola born in atlanta georgia and bottled in great places like vicksburg mississippi and chattanooga tennessee that's some of the early places that did the coca-cola bottling and we have other good good drinks that i love like sun drop and i'm trying to think of some obscure ones i guess Blenheim is a good ginger ale out of South Carolina. You got to kind of get used to it as I've had to. But yes, we have our unique soft drinks in addition to all the wines and beer and liquor and whether it's Kentucky bourbon or a Tennessee whiskey. But we got some good soft drinks. And that's what I want to remind you here. Cheer wine is a darn good soft drink, but it can be used as a soft drink in other ways. And that's why we found, thanks to Cheer Wine putting us out there, a tweet this week that said, tested and loved by some of the biggest pulled pork fans around. Try it and try it and let us know what you think. Hashtag Cheer Wine, hashtag uniquely Southern. And what they're talking about is having Cheer Wine mixed into your barbecue sauce and having that cherry flavored barbecue sauce. <laughs> sounds pretty good to me especially out of a place like North Carolina, which is known for its vinegar-based. And eh, they don't do mustard-based, per se, although I found a couple of places in western North Carolina that you do get pretty good mustard-based, vinegar-based, and ketchup-based barbecue. But I did some research, and thanks to foodiepost.com, we found a Cheerwine barbecue sauce recipe, okay? And I don't want to go through all the ingredients. You'll just have to go to foodiepost.com and get your own take on this. But some of the ingredients include organic ketchup and, yes, one and a half 12-ounce bottles of cheer wine. 
the original, not the diet flavor. We don't want to, can't have any of that diet stuff when you're making barbecue sauce, okay? Also, this recipe includes red wine vinegar, water, light brown sugar. It sounds yummy. And the ingredients have you combine all these ingredients into a saucepan, bring the boil to a high heat, and then you stir in soy sauce and you've got a, a pretty good little concoction. And if you happen to live outside of Cheerwine country, it says you can go to your grocery store and find cherry Coke instead of Cheerwine. But I'm telling you, there's something special about Cheerwine. If you have a chance to have some, do it. And again, cookout. The cookout restaurants that are now dotted from Memphis all the way back to the Atlantic coast and north and south a good bit, too. They have, not only do they have cheer wine, they got, they got these great cups and great ice that you can put that cheer wine in, and it's a pretty good deal, I, I, I promise you. And cheer wine and cookout both North Carolina-based companies, and I, I, I'll give you your money back. If you don't like it, I promise you, I will give you your $50 back. Now, Cookout is not going to rob you. That may be the most valuable restaurant out there when it comes to saving you money. Most restaurants, even fast foods, they, they know how to take your money. Cookout is an amazing place because it's good quality food and it's not expensive. It's not too expensive. And I'm not even a stockholder in Cookout, nor am I a stockholder in Sherwine. And I'm sitting here telling you all the good stuff here. Do you feel like a North Carolinian? Well, you should because even Yours truly is not a North Carolinian, but I do like some of North Carolina stuff like Cheerwine. All right. Here is a good Tennessean via Decatur, Alabama. Steve Bowers. I happen to know Steve quite well. He and I work with 93.1, the talk of Jackson, WTJS FM in Jackson, Tennessee. Steve's been a longtime morning show host on WTJS, and that station is kind enough to put the Y'all Show on each and every Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. For all of you listening to us right now on WTJS FM, the talk of Jackson, hello, and hello to you, Steve Bowers. Steve Bowers, the morning show guy there, but on Tuesday, Steve was a slacker. Oh, Steve, what are you doing taking the day off? Well, it turns out I found out what Steve was doing on Tuesday, and the great Jimmy Duke had to come in and fill in for Steve Bowers, and then Jimmy had to do his normal 9 to 11 shift. So Jimmy taking over 93.1 in Jackson, Tennessee this week. But Steve was not in his usual position because he was part of a benefit golf tournament that was taking place in west tennessee on tuesday and he tweeted about it and he put a picture out there on social media at c steve bowers that's just the initial steve c steve bowers on twitter an interviewer a talk show host a video producer a writer roots music faith politics life all at steve bowers website or twitter account rather and here's what steve had a picture of it was a gigantic guy with a golf club (laughs) do y'all know who that gigantic golf golf club holder was it wasn't steve bowers of blue suede forever on 93.1 each monday through friday great show been a guest on there looking forward to coming back steve no it wasn't steve it was ed two tall jones at bent tree in jackson tennessee as he was part of the follow me into business celebrity golf classic supporting the youth mentoring program of the african-american chamber of commerce in the jackson and west tennessee area ed Two Tall Jones of Dallas Cowboys fame. Ed 
Too Tall Jones, a native, and I didn't know this until I was watching the NFL draft earlier this year from Nashville, and Ed Too Tall Jones came out and helped present one of the draft picks, and it said that he was from Jackson, Tennessee. I had no idea. So forgive me, Mr. Too Tall. I'll learn more about your bio. The reason he was part of the NFL draft was not only was he a native Tennessean from Jackson, Tennessee, but he played collegiately for the Tennessee State Tigers. And guess what? This weekend in Memphis at the Liberty Bowl, it's the Southern Heritage Classic and Ed Tutal Jones's TSU Tigers take on the Jackson State Tigers in a big rivalry game. It's the SWAC versus the OVC, and thousands and thousands will fill the aisles of the Liberty Bowl. Probably the most exciting football game at the Liberty Bowl all year is the Southern Heritage Classic, and that's why Ed Tutal Jones is likely in his hometown of Jackson this week, getting ready to head on over to Memphis come Saturday and do a lot of tailgating and shake hands. I'm assuming he will be there for the Jackson State tennessee state football game this week but meanwhile before that he's back helping out the african-american chamber of commerce of west tennessee in this benefit golf tournament that was held on tuesday and thank you steve bowers for participating and thank you to wtjs fm 93.1 for covering that golf tournament and also for carrying the y'all show each and every day thank you talk of jackson Depresso Espresso is on Twitter at Gabriel 44268611. Hut, hut, hike. <laughs> now, I don't know where all those numbers come from, but Depresso Espresso likes memes. And they put a meme up this week that I just have to share with you here on y'all. Imagine SpongeBob sitting in a lazy boy, okay? And it, this t- tweet that comes from Depresso d- Espresso says, Southern boy, B O I. I'll leave it there, whatever that means. But it says, leaving any family function in the South. And then SpongeBob is sitting there and the lazy boy about to fall over as if he's about to fall over. (laughs) But it says, I'm about to head out, is what he says. But 10 minutes later, same exact pose, same exact look. 30 minutes later, same thing, same exact look, about to fall asleep, about to leave. Two hours later, about to leave, about to fall out. That this from southern boy and the meme of spongebob and the southern expression about any family function in the south yeah it takes a while to say goodbye you got to keep talking and ain't nothing wrong with talking even for spongebob okay spongebob squarepants that is jcp eats a kentucky-based food and travel blog is on twitter this week at jcp eats is the twitter handle a southerner's guide to living a Kentuckian, a writer, a corporate food beverage marketing consultant, and a world traveler. Part of Center College and Western KU, Western Kentucky University, which has a big game this week against the Louisville Cardinals in Nashville. And JPC Eats writes a tweet that says, Welcome to a morning in my southern Appalachian kitchen. And lo and behold, JCP Eats has this stunning picture of a beautiful bowl of blueberries. Blue, bluegrass blueberries, I guess is what this would be from JCP Eats. And yes, that is a great thing. Now, this shows my ignorance. I've never really had my own personal garden. Yes, I had to go out when I was a kid and help my parents in their so-called garden. And I say that in air quotes. My family grows vegetables. And so our garden was like hundreds of acres 
of vegetables. But at least one time in my childhood, I remember there was a couple of rows kind of set off where we did grow things that we didn't necessarily grow big time commercially. And I remember going out there and picking things like okra, for example. That's something we didn't do big time on the vegetable farm. We were more about greens, squash, green onions, and even sweet potatoes at one point. But we didn't have some of that other fun stuff. We never grew fruit, and we never had blueberries. And so this is my ignorance here. I don't know when blueberries are available to pick. I guess they must be available now. That's why we're seeing this tweet from JCPEs. If you happen to know, share it with me. Share it with me if you are into blueberries and you know the answer, or if there are certain areas of the South where blueberries might be available to pick right now, but may not be at other times of the year. See, we're trying to share so we can go get photos like what JCP Eats puts out this week and makes people like me envious. I want me some good blueberries, all right? Well, let's wrap up our hashtag Huddle Blue, and then we'll segue from this, a perfect segue from this here tweet to Miss Precious Harris, because she is a huge fan of this organization tweeting here right now this tweet comes from at visit graceland the official twitter for elvis presley's graceland also you can follow graceland on twitter and at instagram at visit graceland they've got forty-five thousand followers that's great but it should be a lot more don't you think graceland on twitter instagram at visit graceland and here's what they put out this week that we've just got to let you know about okay in fact i've got a statement from Priscilla Presley that I'm going to share with you. But according to Graceland's Twitter account, if you love interior design, gardening, cooking, and fashion, all with a Southern twist, then you should attend Graceland's first ever elegant Southern style weekend hosted by Priscilla Presley. And you can go and get tickets at Graceland.com. This sounds like something y'all needs to go cover this awesome, elegant Southern style weekend that's hosted by the queen, the queen of rock and roll. I'm sorry. I know Elvis is the king. Well, why not have his late, the late singer's wife or ex-wife, I guess, technically be the queen because she was right there with him in those great days of the 1960s and I guess until the 70s. And I know they divorced somewhere in that area, but she's hosting this. That's pretty cool by a woman who really didn't grow up in the South. I know she was over in Germany when she first met Elvis Presley, but ended up moving into Memphis and I think she went to school. I think she finished high school at the private school, maybe the Episcopal school there in Midtown Memphis, if I'm not mistaken. I wasn't around, so I don't I don't know all the details. But I think our Takapola storyteller has told me that she went to St. Anne's, I think is the name of the place. Priscilla Presley, she's hosting this. And she put a picture out along with Graceland of a beautiful formal dining room, I guess, there at, at it may be the actual Graceland. It could be this new addition, this fancy hotel they've got right next to Graceland. But it's beautiful. Wherever it is, they're off of Elvis Presley Boulevard. Beautiful, beautiful place. And here's what Priscilla Presley went on Twitter, and she did this herself. She sent this message out. And here's what she wrote. Elegant Southern Style Weekend is less than three weeks away. I'm truly looking forward to sharing our guests with you and discussing what compelled Elvis to leave Hollywood and keep returning to Memphis after every tour, movie, and recording session. We will learn all about Southern food, outdoor living, fashion, home and gardens, table settings, architecture, Graceland, the culture, and more. Please join me for this fun-filled weekend. Again, this is taking place at Elvis's Graceland, 
And it's coming up soon. It's going to be at the end of the month, and you can go to graceland.com and get your tickets for this thing. Again, happening a celebration of the food, fashion, and design that shapes the modern South. Now, we have some of the guests that are coming. Leanne Tuey, you might remember her from The Blind Side and a Memphis resident. Kelly English, he's got a restaurant or two in the Memphis area. Also, you have, let's see, some names you might be familiar with. Art Chadwick, Katie Bodenhammer. Uh, some of these are design-type people. The schedule, I can tell you, if you go to graceland.com, starts out on Friday, September the 27th. They've got a dinner party going on that weekend. They even have something called Welcome Y'all Party at the Guest House Ballroom, and that's going to be there at the end of September. So it all begins at Graceland on Friday, December twenty or Friday, September twenty seventh, and then goes on throughout the weekend, wrapping up there. I think on Sunday. But all this information at Graceland.com, and we need to have Priscilla invite us. We'll be right there with bells on at Graceland for this awesome event and good kudos to graceland doing something a little bit different this isn't necessarily just an elvis event this is a salute to the south of which elvis presley very much a southern boy and many of us are great fans of elvis and his southernness his southern gentleman style we like that all right well precious harris is a huge elvis presley fan i'm sure sure mine is of that when we come back but she's up next we'll find out what's going on in country music world We'll take it from Memphis, a little east on I-40, and head to Nashville next for the Music City Report. Nashville Music Line, Precious Harris, coming up next. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park... Or at your kitchen table. Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at Vistaprint.com. Own the now. If you want to go look up an awesome, upbeat song, that's one of them right there. That from the late 1980s, from Earl Thomas Conley on RCA Records, and Love Out 
loud. This is John Rawl. This is our time where we go to Nashville and we lasso Precious Harris, author of I Know Country, with 366 daily country music questions and answers. And you can buy and instantly download her I Know Country book at iknowcountry.com. And Precious is also a music career development consultant with the emphasis on new and aspiring artists and songwriters. You can go to collegeofsongology.com for more details. Follow Precious's blog at nashvillemusicline.com. And she's joining us right now from Music Row to talk about all things country, including about the late Earl Thomas Conley, as there was a special event held on Tuesday on Music Row. Earl Thomas Conley, the great country singer with a string of number one hits back in the 80s, he passed away back on april 10th of this year and certainly one of my favorites perhaps a favorite of yours listening to us here on the y'all show precious welcome back into the y'all show well thank you and it was a very wonderful day monday and tuesday i've had a really good week uh i was just in awe so we get to talking about this i didn't realize that his very first album earl thomas conley from RCA had five number ones yeah. in a row. Yeah, he was one of those guys back in the early to mid eighties that had number one after number one after number one songs on the radio, but he wasn't doing like Garth Brooks and Clint Black and selling millions and millions of records. He was in a kind of dormant time when it came to record sales. He was, you know, one of Blake Shelton's heroes is Earl, you know. And uh, he was telling a story about being around him and when he had his first number one uh, for Austin, uh, you know, Warner Brothers threw a huge party and everything, and and he looked in the back and there, and he'd already had written some songs. His second single actually was written with uh, Earl Thomas Conley because he was such a huge fan, and his friend Earl's guitar player Mike Powell actually hooked it up together. But he was talking about how his heart literally skipped a beat when he looked in the corner and saw Earl Thomas Conley sneak into his number one party. Without because he didn't want to cause any commotion because it was all about you know Blake getting the award. So he basically came in, sit around the back, and Blake said, "My label made sure we got some time alone." And and uh, he was just telling him how much it meant to him to be able to do this, you know, because Earl said you did it, you know, because when he first started writing, like Blake said yesterday, he goes, "I had nothing going on. I didn't even have a record deal <laughs> when Earl was writing. Took a chance on this little boy from Ada, Oklahoma, you know, man. But it was uh." so wonderful and of course the other guests lined up i got to see some of the people i used to intern for uh john anderson you know when i was at bna then i went over to uh, uh atlantic where i met you so neil mccoy was there and he gave me a little wink so you know like i see you, you know, well, have to be you know, very careful he, he had a number one song with a song called wink so i guess neil mccoy yeah. gives a whole lot of winks yeah he was just smiling because it hadn't been about four or five months well actually it was in january one of my kids my music kids opened up for him in uh, north dakota and it was like 20 degrees below zero and his band ended up having to stay at my client's house because they couldn't get the bus started and uh so when she was telling him he said so you're going to country radio seminar she goes yes he said how are you getting to nashville from north dakota she said precious harris he goes get out of town (laughs) (laughs) he started cracking up he goes she's a good lady he goes man he said you got a good one there he said i've never heard of being my intern she was always go 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 yeah let me second that that emotion neil Neil mccoy and the the decoding are correct you are good people and 
Precious, you were at this event on Tuesday, the Earl Thomas Connolly Tribute Show. It was hosted by WSM Radio's Bill Cody and Devin O'Day, and as you mentioned, Blake Shelton there, Luke Bryant. Also, you had Jason Aldean, the great singer from the 1990s, Wade Hayes, Joe Diffie, and Walt Aldridge, some of the talent there. And others sent video tributes like Brad Paisley, Steve Warner, the Oak Ridge Boys, Marty Rabin and Shenandoah, and more. It was amazing just to see. And, of course, Joe Diffie, um, actually Wade Hayes had asked Joe Diffie to, to do Brotherly Love with him. So he did the duet with Joe, and then he came and did a solo by himself. Luke, I didn't realize Luke Bryan was a piano player. And he sat down and did uh, Once in a Blue Moon. And, he, you know, and of course, he little skipped the beat because he said he was so nervous about it. But I was like, holy cow, this is amazing. And he said, where did I get that high? He stopped like, you know, four or five sentences into it. He said, I can't get that high with my voice. I'm going to have to try. But it was like, but every one of them was, it was so, and then the audience was Randy Travis and his wife, Mary, and uh, Eddie Raven, his wife, Sheila, and then Frank Myers, songwriter, and Bobby Tomlin, and then named some of the, you know, the guests was there. And then, of course, Jason's wife, she was there, um, and they brought him out. But they were literally sitting in the audience watching the show you know, the first four or five rows for, you know, for the reservation for the band and stuff. But they would actually get to sit down and watch the show, then go out and perform and then come back and watch the rest of it, which I thought does not happen a lot when you're in a kind of a, you know, a situation like this. You perform and you leave. And apparently because Luke's had his 20th number one with the song, he said, Ed Blake was teasing. He goes, Earl wouldn't like you saw Luke. <laughs> and I, I was trying not to laugh. <coughs> But uh, they had a cake backstage celebrating um, his 20th number one. Well, again, this was was a a great little tribute show. And one of the fun things about it is a lot of the singers that we just mentioned got up on stage and covered some of Earl Thomas Connolly's great hits. By the way, ETC had 22 number one career singles before he passed away again April 10th of this year. And Precious, you were kind enough to steal a little video while you were at this event in Nashville on Tuesday. And here's a little sample of Blake Shelton on lead singing one of the great Earl Thomas Connolly hits of the 1980s, along with a bunch of other singers in the background joining in on this. Let's let's spy and hear a little bit of what this is all about. And a great song there performed on Tuesday at the Earl Thomas Connolly Tribute Show. That's just a little sample with Blake Shelton on the lead singing a great Earl Thomas Connolly early 80s on RCA Records. And Precious, definitely envious of your time there on Tuesday getting to go to that event of one of my heroes. And what's your favorite Earl Thomas Connolly song? Holding Her and Loving You. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah, once You know who wrote that? No. uh, Yeah, the guy who co-wrote it is Walt Aldridge. Which So when he was inducted in 2017 to the National Songwriters Hall of Fame, Earl came out to induct him. Because, you know, Walt basically said if it wasn't for Earl, I wouldn't have had the wonderful career I've had. But you could tell Earl was very, very weak then. He was having a hard time speaking. And uh, it made me very sad. But, you know, but today with uh, just everybody coming forward and telling all the great memories and the question I ask everybody – was about what was your you know you get asked to do a lot of tribute concerts like michael w smith loretta lynn and george jones when you when you were asked i guess blake spearheaded it apparently 
when you got the call to want to know if you wanted to do this, what was the first, you know, what was the first great memory you remember of the Earl Thomas Connolly being in your life? And I think Luke said he was talking about his cassette being in his, in his, pap, in his dad's pickup truck. He said it was in there 24-7. When you got in the truck, it was a cassette, and Daddy wore it out. And then uh, Blake Shelton, that he remembers coming to a show that, where he was playing downtown. He would raise his chest up to control his vocal. Huh. He was singing. And so and he looked at me, and he, and he started laughing. He goes, I guess I'm going to say, because it was the question I asked, he goes, Watching Earl's chest go up and down while he sings, he's singing. It was just the way he put it because Blake's so funny. He said, "Yeah, I guess I was watching Earl's chest sing." But he said, "Now I know what makes those vocals work so good." But it was a, uh, it was very touching, and to have everybody there in the summer when it's the height of well, tour season sort of slowing down. Yeah. But it was just amazing. So I guess that's one reason why they kept it under wraps, and um, about it, we weren't even supposed to say a word about it. Well, we're again talking about Earl Thomas Conley and our insider, Precious Harris, there on Tuesday. And if you don't have any Earl Thomas Conley albums, eight-track cassettes, cassette tapes, do yourself a favor and pick up. Pick up. I've I've had a few through the years, but I'm holding right here in my hand, Miss Precious, the essential Earl Thomas Conley on BMG. It's 20 tracks, and it's got songs like Fire and Smoke to get it going with. The Chance of Loving You, Honor Bound, that song I played at the start of this segment, Love Out Loud, and that duet with Keith Whitley, Brotherly Love, which, by the way, came out after Keith Whitley passed away in 1989. I don't think they actually recorded that together. Do you know more of the backstory of that duet? Well, I I knew that, had, that Keith had heard the song, uh, and I know it was another artist had on hold to end up not cutting it, if I remember right. Uh, but yes, it was done post um of Keith's death, but uh, I think because Keith had recorded it previously, that Earl got to sing with Keith on it. Yeah, on that, yeah, but I don't uh, think they ever re- actually sang the song no. together. No, they did not. Uh, they did not sing it together. But a great song, Brotherly Love, if you had a chance. All right, let's move on to other country music artists. And these may not have quite the number one hits that Earl Thomas Conley had in his career, but you can be sure they're going to sure give it a shot. The High Women. This is a collaborative movement formed by Brandy Carlisle, Natalie Hemby, Maren Morris, and Amanda Shires. And they've released their highly anticipated self-titled debut album. And it's produced by Grammy Award winning producer Dave Cobb. What can you tell us about the high women precious well dave cobb you know his his uh success of course uh waylon jennings and his wife moved him from here from uh to nashville waylon saw the potential in dave and moved him here to become a songwriter and things like that being a producer but you know his work through chris stapleton's last record Mm -hmm. and i know he's also on a couple other bigger records i want to say um Jason Isbell, he's, um, but I remember going to a couple of parties there and I didn't realize that he was so intertwined in the industry, him and his brother. But, uh, of course, Dave is just anything he touches turns to platinum. And I do mean that with a, with a very industry thing because he know he's got such a wonderful ear. And when they were doing a, 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 in the round type thing, they were talking about Dave coming there and, you know, Waylon Jennings bringing him to Nashville. He said, I would have, if I hadn't have met him, I would have never come to Nashville and had what I have. So basically, 
if he had never come, if Waylon hadn't advised uh, him to come to Nashville, we wouldn't have had the wonderful, we would have had the wonderful music from Chris Stapleton, but not the Dave Cobb way. Yeah, Dave Cobb, by the way, born in Savannah, grew up in the Atlanta area, went to the cottage school in Roswell, and he is a six-time Grammy Award-winning American record producer, and that's yes. who we're talking about, kind of helping form the high women and this new re- record out brandy carlisle i've been seeing her name pop up a lot what, what's she up to in nashville well you know she co-produced with shooter jennings and i'm actually going to be meeting one of shooter's friends next week uh, for a project for our label um but anyway but she has been song she's got i think seven cuts on Tanya Tucker's new on new record, while I'm living, which that, that's what you're talking about. She co-produced yeah. with Shooter this yeah. while I'm living, which I saw Tanya Tucker last week in New York City. I think she was on the Today Show and some of the other yeah. late night shows with her purple hair and all. Yeah, I know, and that's my color. I wish I could do my hair that way, but I couldn't get away with it. I like yours but, the way uh, it is. Yeah, but yeah, she up uh, no Shooter and Brandy came together. And of course, it's um, it's her first album in seventeen years. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that long, but it is. It's been that long since Tanya had an album out. So, yeah. and and I'm telling you, between Shooter Jennings's, you know, Royal Blood, it's country music with Waylon and just the influence he has, and then Brandy stuff. It's I cannot wait to see what they're going to do. And of course, because of Waylon being a highway man. Um, that I'm pretty sure that, and because you know, Chris, I mean, uh, Dave being part of it, that's probably how it came up with the highway, uh, the highway women. Yeah, high when women. I first saw this, I thought it was a misprint, but it's I pretty, pretty creative. The high women, and it's yes. these four. It's not Willie and Waylon and Chris Christopherson and Johnny Cash. It's Brandy Carlisle, Natalie Hemby. Who you'll have to remind me who is that? Okay, she is a big songwriter here in Nashville. Okay. And and I had right before we started the show, I literally had written down um, the, the I remember seeing her at the country radio seminar last year mm-hmm. at the Bob Kingsley thing. And she's written two of the biggest hits of country music. But if you go on, I'll tell you what they are by the time we get through with the paragraph. But she's a huge writer. OK. Yes. Well, you do that. And tell me also who the other member of this is. And that's the fourth leg of the wheel. And that's Amanda Shires. Yes. And she is a songwriter and an artist, too. Uh, but they have, I guess, I'm a parent. From what I understand, that when they put this thing together, they had already had met and things were working out really, really good. You know, just everything just meshing perfect. And even though it wasn't thrown together like some people think it was, it had been talked about and going on for quite a while. Natalie Hemby, a Boot Hill babe. She is from Puxico, Missouri, and her hits include the Miranda Lambert hits White Liar, and also she wrote Only Prettier. She also penned Little Big Town's Tornado, and I also should have mentioned she she also composed Automatic for Miranda Lambert, a great song there. That's the one she sang. When she sang Automatic, oh, my God, it was so awesome at the the, uh, Bob Kingsley thing at the Country Radio Seminar. Yeah. Yeah, Miss Natalie. I knew she was from Missouri because they were talking about that when they've interviewed her that night on stage. Yeah. And, well, uh, she's, but yeah, she's, uh, she's excellent. Yep, she's excellent. And she grew up there in the Boot Hill about a county away from someone named Cheryl Crow. Pretty talented effort there in that part of the show state. 
Hey, Precious. Yep, we got to take a break. And when we come back from the break, we'll answer this question that we're about to ask you all here. Today's birthday boy is part of a group whose debut single was Love Don't Live Here. Name him and name the group. The answer to that is heading your way next. An interesting creature inhabits the flat, arid plains of many an automobile dashboard, the bobblehead. It's most agreeable and will nod along to anything, despite having no brain function. But when the bobblehead hears how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, he'll nod even more vigorously, because he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Easy, bobblehead, easy. You're going to get whiplash. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Well, this heart of mine has been hardened like a stone. It might take some time to get back what is gone. But I'm moving on And you don't hold my dreams Like you did before Oh, and I will curse your name The Country Music Fund continues here in our final segment of this Wednesday edition of Y'all, the September 11th edition again. A day we'll never forget. We're still visiting with Precious Harris, a music career development consultant, collegeofsongology.com. Follow her blog at nashvillemusicline.com. And also, you can get Precious's writing each week on y'all.com, spreading the Precious Harris fame from coast to coast and beyond. As we went to break in the previous segment, we had a little trivia question. Today's birthday boy is part of a group whose debut single was Love Don't Live Here. Can you name the birthday boy? Can you name the group? And I'll go ahead and give you all a little bit of a clue. If this guy wasn't singing and doing great things in Nashville, he would probably be on some kind of golf course doing great things because he, his brother Josh, both very good golfers. They had another brother that was a golfer, I think, at Wake Forest. Josh Kelly was a golfer at Ole Miss who then went on and married a Hollywood actress in addition to singing a few records himself. But Precious, what's the answer to our trivia question? It's Mr. Charles Kelly of Lady A. Oh, Lady Annabellum's, I guess, one of the three members of that with a birthday this week and a great job there with Love Don't Live Here, that debut song from, what, 2003, four, somewhere like that? Uh, I think it was four. 2004, yes. okay. 
Well, Charles Kelly, we have to wish him a birthday. Today is his 38th birthday, Charles Kelly. And I'm assuming, since I know they grew up in the CSRA, probably born in Augusta, Georgia, if I had to take a guess. That's where the Kellys hail from. But his birthday today, also on Thursday, George Jones would have a birthday. He was born in 1931. Happy birthday, possum. Sugarland's Jennifer Nettles, born in 1974 on Thursday. And then on Friday, Joe Don Rooney of Rascal Flats, he turns 44 years young and then no. you've got what what i said no yeah. he's not that old yeah no. well, well he's already for 40 so i mean he's already <laughs> eclipsed that and today is the 60th birthday of south carolina born and georgia raised great guy who's had a little health scare here lately john barry turned 60 on september 14th what do we know about his current health condition precious well, the last time he had a scan, his publicist actually works with one of my clients, and uh, she keeps us updated you know, on the media. But his last scan was clear. Okay, good. Uh, which is that, but we all know that cancer can come back, so prayers are staying with him. But, you know, and especially, um, you know, it was throat cancer, in case any of y'all didn't know. And when I was doing chicken soup for the soul, uh, the, one of the most touching stories in the book was about John Barry. There was a woman, and she wanted to hear John Barry sing, but there was one issue. She was deaf. Mm. So she put uh, someone in John Barry's circle said, have her to put her hands around your throat and let her hear your vocal cords move. And when they did that, she heard the way they moved. And as she stood there, tears ran down her face, and she smiled. So it almost like she could know what the voice was sounding like. And then, and of course, John says, when her tear fell, I had a couple of tears fall. She said, it was probably one of the most touching moments in my entire career. And then you fast forward to him having throat cancer. It's it's almost like not supposed to happen. It just, you know, anyone like that. Because John's been such a... I mean, every time I've met him and interviewed him, he's been so cordial and so nice, and he's so appreciative of anything anybody's ever done for him in his career. Yep. Well, and, uh, his big song yeah. was Your Love Amazes Me, and in a mm-hmm. career of being on the radio for now 30 years plus, playing country music songs, it was in 1994, Precious, at WDXN in Clarksville, Tennessee, that one of the highlights of my illustrious country DJ career happened. I played Your Love Amazes Me when a person called up and told me that they wanted to hear that because they were getting engaged. And I hope they've been married Aww. now. That would be 25 years ago. I hope they're still married and they still think of that day. They called up there to WDXN AM 540 on your radio dial in Clarksville and requested John Barry song. And I was happy to be a small part of that engagement and again hopefully they're still married because we don't want another country song about divorce if we can help it hey precious on this day in country music in 1984 barbara mandrell speaking of this day in history she's that was the day that she had that awful wreck and if y'all were around music or just the television or newspaper at all back in the early 80s you'll remember that awful wreck barbara mandrell had she suffered multiple injuries including a severe concussion in this car accident she ended up having to take an 18 month break for performing to focus on the recovery and i think that was right in the height of the 
Barbara Mandrell television series. And so that was on this date in 1984. A couple years later, Randy Travis was at number one on the Billboard Country Album Charts with Always and Forever. That's this day in country music. Precious, what do you remember about that terrible car accident that Barbara Mandrell endured in 84? I remember it was happening right before, uh, you know, the 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 uh, CMA Awards. And I remember them having a special shout out to her for that because she is I think someone reported when it first happened, they thought that she had broke half of the bones in her body. Hmm. So it was a really, really rough time for her and that. And then I, I think uh, the person that, uh, that was involved in the accident with her, not in the car with her, uh, they were killed. So it was a, a, a serious wreck. Yeah. And, uh, but I remember uh, Barbara said she had nightmares over it for years and years after that. So even though she took an eight month break, it, it had, you know, it definitely affected her career for uh, many times after that. And I could on. be wrong. I'm going back 35 years in my brain here, but something kind of triggers a memory that her daughter Jamie might have been in the car with her. I think so, but thank God Jamie was in a seatbelt. She always kept her kids buckled up. Okay, which wasn't uh, necessarily the end thing in 1984. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And uh, But yeah, but they survived. I guess she took the brunt of the accident. Uh-huh. Um, if I remember right, if it would have been any other way, that it pro- one of the kids probably would have died. Golly, well, uh, we're, we're happy about that. And of course, Jamie went on to be an actress in Hollywood and I know she's had other kids that have gone on to college and graduated and moved on. So a memory from 35 years ago. Hey, let's kind of make things a little bit fresher. Let's freshen up the scene here on the Y'all Show Country Music Report with Precious Harris. Let's look at the hot country songs for this very week. And number one, a song I've never heard of, Precious. You're going to have to educate me here on Bianco Brown and The Get Up. That's number one. What the heck is that? Okay, uh, here's what. This is where I'm going to plead the Fifth Amendment because if, I'm not going to even tell you what my daddy said about the charts. I'm just saying, okay? Yeah. But uh, it is a very um, non-country song. What's it doing on number one on the country charts? Because it's the get-up. It's the, the lyrics and the way that they've added some instruments there to make it country. It's but, and I remember my friend Jimmy Collins doing country rap, and they thought it was the weirdest thing ever back then in the early 90s, you know? Yeah. Well, it is now country rap come full circle. I just happened to be Googling doing my story for this next week. Precious, on Billy precious. Per, uh, what, you need to go straighten some people out. <laughs> well, this song's number one. Number two, Knocking Boots, Luke Bryan, who's an honorary rapper. Luke Combs, who ain't no rapper at all. I like that guy. Uh-huh. Beer Never Broke My Heart is at number three. Here's uh-huh. another rapper wannabe song. We're just going to have, I guess we're going to have to create a new format. One Thing Right from Marshmallow and Kane Brown. Get out of here. Come on. <laughs> a guy named Marshmallow on the country music chart. Are you kidding me? Well, it's really crazy because you see Marshmallow at number four and you see Whiskey <laughs> and the other side of the phone chain on number five are Whiskey Glasses with Morgan Wallen. Yeah, that, that at least is something that country music fans are a little bit more familiar with, Glasses of Whiskey. That's number five again by Wallen, checking in at number five on the Billboard Hot Country Songs for this very week. Precious, we've run out of time. Thank you so much. And we are so glad that you got to go to the Earl Thomas Connolly tribute. And we're looking forward to catching up with you again next week on the Y'all Show.
also and hopefully you can come soon there's a couple of big things coming to town so hopefully you'll visit i know that monday uh prior engagement that we had to miss uh lee bryce's number one party for rumors but hopefully there's some stuff coming down the pike in a couple weeks and you'll be able to visit we can catch up on music row and do some more interviews on music row sound Sounds like a sound like a good kentuckian thrown in the old pike terminology precious <laughs> harris we appreciate it and that will wrap up our y'all show for this wednesday we will be back here on thursday with an all new y'all show and a reminder we're going to be going to mayberry as a representative from the andy griffith museum um, Abigail Linville will be our very special guest. And also from the SEC Network in Charlotte, Peter Burns is going to come on and help us break down week three of the Southeastern Conference. All that on Thursdays. Y'all talk with a Southern accent. Y'all have a great rest of your day. Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $25 per line per month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost super reliable, super fast network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got. Four lines for just $25 per line per month? No. Between the four lines for $25 per line per month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer ends 916.19 or while supplies last. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. One free device per line. Includes mobile optimized data. Additional terms and restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details.